recording. Well, now everything's recording. Everything is cool when you press the record. Everything's recording. Your hair is on in your Including your thoughts. Don't let the government know about them. Welcome to another episode of First Reaction Fan Reaction. I'm your host, Dara Whitman, and here with me is my lovely co-host. I'm Kaylin Clothier. How are you? I'm pretty good. <laughs> are you? Can't complain. Except I can, I can complain. All right. Well, we're still on Fishing Daisies, and we're almost on season one, because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's short. It's short. Uh, so today we're talking about season one, episode seven, Smell of Success. It's about smells. And season one, episode eight, Bitter Sweets. It's about sweets that are bitter. Yes. I think I nailed it. I think I know exactly what this show is about. All right, so let's get started. So in the past, we're talking about how Ned can't sleep at the school because he's sad because yeah. he misses his mom. Yeah. And uh, in order to make himself feel better, he decides to bake a pie. Yeah. And uh, he can't reach the fruit, so he goes into the garbage. Which you is, get the rotting fruit. It's fine. Cause, which says this is his pie-making origin story. Yep. And then he bakes the pie, and he knows he can't eat it, but just, like, have it there. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Although we were saying he could technically eat the crust. Yeah, he could. I would do that. I would just eat the crust. Yeah. And I definitely have done that before if it's, like, really thick fruit in the fruit filling, because that's the kind of human I am. I used to not like flake chunks of fruit. I've gotten better over time. Flake chunks? No, like, chunks of fruit. Like in something? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, nah, because it's either, I like fruit flavoring, but like the texture of like a chunk of fruit uh. is very unappealing to me. Most it used to be. Now I'm better with it now. Okay. Um, but yeah, it used to be big no, so I would just eat a bunch of crust. Okay. Um, meanwhile, to the present, um, Ned and Chuck are on the roof, and they have like their beehive thing. And they're getting flowers. Yeah, see the bees. They're putting like extending. They need to pick another roof to extend it mm-hmm. so that they can get more bees to get honey. Mm-hmm. And that kind of thing. And Ned's kind of like, eh, on it. Yeah, he, he, he just wants them to, like, stick around. Like, not, not, get the, the idea of expansion is a lot. My concern with expansion is that, because I'm pretty sure keeping bees is illegal. Mm. So, like, if they expand it, they might get in trouble. Right. So that's only my concern. That's fair. But that's not brought up, so who cares? Who cares? Um, so, you know, there's that. And, uh... That we see Olive, and they're still kind of awkward around each other. Yes, absolutely awkward around each other. Is that not a rolling pin in your apron? It, it was. Oh, no. And then we learn about, because Chuck had, like, a surprise for Ned that she had an idea for. Mm-hmm. And the surprise was cup pies. Yeah. She said she wants to expand the business. It's still pies, but just a different they're size cu- of pie. And then there's, like, honey baked into the crust. Mm-hmm. It's a good idea. It's a, a I would eat one of those. I'm kind of wondering, because, like, you know, like, with a cupcake, like, you can just, like, shove it in your mouth as one should. How do you do it with the pie thing? Because I'm just worried about, like, the fruit, like, drizzling down. That kind of thing. That's really my concern. Just, you just go for it. I think, like, would you still, whatever. It's fine. You just go for it. I, I would still eat it. Let's be honest. I would absolutely eat it. But Ned's kind of like, no, we think, Ned, we realize Ned's not big on change. No, he's not a fan of it. No, so he wants to stick to the traditional pies. And uh, meanwhile, uh, Emerson gets a phone call from the mother of Anita Gray, mm-hmm. who uh, uh, is dead. Yeah, because that, that happens a lot in the show. Yeah. Um, so she was a student of um, olfactory science expert Napoleon Linnae. Linnae spelled what? L-E-N-E-Z? Yeah. 
Yeah, which basically just means the nose. Isn't that? That's like French, isn't it? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. He's working on using smells to unleash memories, and uh, he used uh, old cigarette filters to help Anita with memories of her grandmother. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I'm going to dedicate my life to him because Anita didn't deserve this. She didn't. She was just a... She was a sweet girl. And uh, Linnea was going to use this to sell a book called The Smell of Success. Mm-hmm. And uh, Anita snuck a peek at a copy, and it went kaboom. It was booby-trapped. It was booby-trapped, so she got exploded on. She went explody-explody. Yep, and then they go to the morgue, and <laughs> she's a crisp. Yeah, she's she's well-charred. Yeah. I look good, though, like, and then they bring her back to life. Oh, Yeah. I like how she's still smoking when they bring her back. Like it's like I, I'm pretty sure if you're in the morgue, it's kind of cold there, and you probably would have settled down. But no, she was still she was still smoking. I'm kind of wondering like, would the body like decompose though if it's smoky? Shh, don't think about okay. it. Okay. No, I'm just wondering because of like the smoke and the cold, whatever. So they bring her back to life, and she like you. It's clear from this point that she did not deserve this. No, she's just a sweetheart. Yeah, who got exploded on anyway. She basically, like she said, like she snuck a peek at the, uh, what's the term? Not co- like one of the the early at copies, the advanced copies, advanced copies of yeah. Smell of Success, and she went to she wanted to like see and smell the cigarettes, and that it was booby trapped. So technically, she wasn't like nobody was trying to murder her. Somebody was trying. It was booby trapping Napoleon. Yes. And then she just you know got in the way. She correct. I feel like you feel bad for Anita. Like yeah, she thought God she, was she, mad at her because Aw, honey. 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 So they realize that that's what happened, so they gotta meet Napoleon Linnae and thoughts on Napoleon. He's an elitist. A little bit. He's a bit of an elitist. He's weird. Yeah, a little weird. Yeah, it's like they go into his house and like he apparently has like decontamination chambers mm-hmm. and stuff, and it's kinda like Okay, because like he's very, apparently his nose is sensitive. Yeah, he's very sensitive. Schnoze. Sure, and uh, he starts smelling them. Yeah, he try, he gets he gets he he doesn't want to get to know them. He wants to smell them so he can. But he, yeah, so he smells Emerson and he smells cigars and aftershave and cash and knitting and yarn. Yarn. Who is a knitting detective? A knitting detective. He smells Ned and he smells like flour, um, other stuff. Other Ned-related things. Yeah. Then he says he's a pie maker, and then he smells Chuck, and he smells honey and death. Death. Which, which he assumes is a perfume. Which says, but it's like, death's like a, I've never, I mean, I've, I think I technically smelled the dead rat once. Don't go, I don't want to want to go into it. You don't have to go into it. I'll say it's a lifeguard thing. Anyway, but. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. But, like, death's a smell. Like, wouldn't it be, like, pungent to, like, I guess it's like a tiny, like, like a waft of death. I can't say that I know what that smell is. But it says because of her perfume, so we're just going to go with it we're because... We're going to go with it. Because we are. Yeah. Um, we so then, But here we find out that Napoleon's upset about Anita's death, but that his book got... Uh, his book release date got pushed up. So... Right. That's where, Col- where I think Eric Colbert is, somebody who got upset that their, bu- that their book got pushed da- back. Right. So, that's where we're going uh, meanwhile, Olive is, uh, we're starting to invoke a plan with Chuck in order to get Vivian and Lily in the water mm-hmm. and swimming again because that's where they're happy. Right. Uh, so the pies have started that. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have, like, a bunch of stuff out. So, like, they're playing around with the mermaid stuff, including, like, this red, white, and blue, like, fin. Yeah. And, like, some clam bras. 
That's fun. It's fun. So they're going through some stuff. Um, they find a sweater that belonged to Chuck, and Lily gets upset. So then she just, like, throws in, like, nope, I don't want to do that. Chuck's mother. Well, belonged to both of them, so. Yes. But Chuck's mother, who she asks what happened, she, like, she died. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's, that happens. Yeah. I think, I don't know if we explain it. I think she died in childbirth. Oh, okay. So, like, Chuck never really knew her, mm. which kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. But anyway. So, Lily gets depressed, and then they just, you know, give all the stuff to Olive, which is which sucks. They try to just shove it off on her. Yep. they don't want it. Um. So, uh, Ned and Emerson are looking. They're basically looking at the list to see, like, who could have, who was pushed back to, and who would have wanted Napoleon killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chuck comes in, and she's, like, saying, like, look, we can have cup pies. And, like, that kind of thing. And they're talking about change. I think this is a conversation about Ned's other relationships. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, funny. Emerson's, like, because, like, Chuck brings it up. And then and Ned's, like, Emerson does want to hear that. And he's, like, well. It's actually, wait. I don't know, like, from the story. He said, like, he's had girlfriends. It kind of, like, t- thought from the story he might have only had one other girlfriend. Right. Which ended poorly because they were trying to do it on a bare skin rug. Which, like, even if it's, like, skin, Ned can still bring it back to life. Oh, so it didn't. So it was unpleasant. Did not end well. Does Ned can't be near anything that like was dead at one point. No. Or else. Yeah. That's such a weird power. It's like. It's, it's yeah. It's unfortunate. It's an unfortunate power, sometimes. But um. So uh, meanwhile, Chuck and Oliver are still trying to figure out the plan. Ned's kind of wondering why they're bonding so much. Mm-hmm. Which like I guess, I guess. Yeah. I wonder if he's maybe. I don't know if he's. I don't know if it's like maybe he's starting to realize that Olive's around. Mm-hmm. And maybe, and he's confused, and like the fact that they're bonding doesn't help. Anyway, but then Emerson finds the book that was pushed back was a pop up book. Right. And he loves pop up books. He, he do be a fan of them pop up books. Yep, so they go to the pop up palace to meet um, Chaz Spellman, mm-hmm. who runs the store that, that sells pop up books, and the book that his, the book that got canceled that was his was Pop Up Pinup. Yeah. So, like, he doesn't make children's pop-up books. It's risque. It's adult pop-up. 3D. Oh, that sounds weird. There has to yeah. be a, there has to be a pop-up pinup book yeah. that exists. I'm sure. I'm going to look it up. Look it up. Look it up. Ooh, what's that? I don't know. It looks cool. That's a Walking oh, Dead. I have a game. Actually, I have a Game of Thrones pop-up book. That's scary. You're not finding anything adult. There's the pop-up book of phobias. Oh, that sounds scary. That does. I don't like phobias. I want to look at pictures. Oh, there's like a spider and some snakes and some doctors and planetarium pop-up books. Oh, pop-up book of six. Is this a real thing? I guess. Oh, no, that's a picture. I just, I just found a... um. Oh, hello. That's... Hello. Well, that's porn. Yeah, oh, oh. I found one. Okay. What? I found a risque pop-up. Yeah, so this one, the pop-up book of sex. Oh, I found it. This one is about, is a Victorian era, but I don't, I don't, can't tell if it was made in Victorian era or if it was just made in the, in the style of Victorian. Or just went on a trail of pop-up books. But like, naughty. Yeah. I'm not surprised that that exists. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. Hey. So it's about the Victorian era, um, but it was made in the 80s. Oh. Like, you see, like, look at this. Look at this. Nice. Nice. Okay. Pushing daisies? Gonna stop looking at that. 
But uh, so they go to this guy's, and he also made a book about bombs that like pop up books. And then so they're kind of suspicious. And then he's like, "Why would I make a book about bombs and then kill somebody with sex?" Right, yeah. And they're like, mm. "And then Emerson finds a book saying how to make a pop up book." And he's just like, we're going to take this for evidence. He definitely confiscates it for evidence. But he also brings up a point of the the Chad Spellman guy brings up a point of like his book got, yes, his book got canceled. But then Napoleon's book got up, uh, was on, going to be released on like a holiday weekend. And then got bumped up to like Nowheresville. Right. So, so, it's, so he's kind of okay with it. Bumped, he got dumped, which basically says the book wasn't actually good. It means he actually was got a demotion rather than I don't a even know what the book even sounds good. Scratch and sniff. Because like, it sounds like you can only use it once. It's like scratching stuff like you can only scratch it once and then you're done. I don't know how many times you can scratch it. Also, like, I don't know about the psych- I mean, maybe the psych- psychology of, like, smells and that reminds you of something nice. Maybe. It's, like, fair. It's like that 21 Pilot song. Anyway, continue. I don't know. Okay. I don't know many 21 Pilot songs. <laughs> anyway, back with Chuck and all of the basically, we know that the plan's not really working, especially with Lily, so they, she gets chlorine tablets because, mm-hmm. like, of the smelling book. Because it's the idea that smells bring back memories. So maybe if Lily smells chlorine... Uh, she might want to go back into the water, which, like, fair. I love the smell of chlorine, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's a good smell. Yo, me too. It's so, so me it's, too. It's fun. I don't know if I prefer that over, like, ocean. I guess, like, ocean kind of smells more natural than, like. Yeah, I've never been, like, an ocean person. So I like, like both. I like pools. I like both. Yeah. Um, So that's the plan. And then everybody's at the pie hole, and Olive's trying to, like, get something out of the drain. And uh, it's get, it's a bit hard, so they're trying to like, get it out, and then they pop it out, and it's a dirty, disgusting sock. It smells bad, and it has a message on it. It says, you can't save Lene. Which sounds suspicious. So they take the sock to Lene, and he smells it. And then uh, he realizes it can only come from one person, mm-hmm. Oscar Vabinius. Yeah. Dude, they're bitter rivals. They're bitter rivals, and you didn't know who was playing him. Former Col- No, who was playing him? Paul Rubens. Oh, God, I have to look up that. Don't judge me. You might be upset. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know your logic. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Oh, duh. Pee Wee Herman? Yeah. So don't kill me for not knowing names. I feel very judged right now. That is horrible. To be fair, I'm really good with, like, names and, like, researching that immediately. I'm very good with it. I am not. I'm to a degree. It depends on, like, what circle we're talking about. But this was not a circle that I was very good at. But anyway, so Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman. Um, so they were lab partners and good friends. But yeah. uh, Oscar, not Oscar, Napoleon kind of liked the smell of, like, cleanness and, like, making smells feel people good. Mm-hmm. So he liked the, like. He's like, kind of like a purity buff. He he's a purity buff. He like, good and happy and clean. And then Oscar had the belief that, like. You cannot have good without having bad. Exactly. We, all of it. we like more natural odors, mainly the disgusting odors. Mm-hmm. So they separated. And then you hear like all these theories about Oscar. And then he's like, and the Napoleon says like, oh, I heard he committed suicide. I heard it was in a month's war. Only to be brought out. But I, I heard he's actually working for the sewer company. <laughs> um, but they think that the, Oscar's the one who's trying to stop. Right, because of that, their shared history. Because of their shared history. So... Um, we go down to the sewers and we follow the yellow thick hose. Follow the yellow thick hose. Follow the yellow thick hose. That's a that's actually a hard one to say a bunch of times in a row. Yeah. Um, but yes, it's funny because it's a reference. Yes. We get yes, it's it's in there. And the, also the the tunneling 
uh, underground is yellow bricks, which is very funny. Yeah. So then they go down to, to they find that and they find a green hose that's like going up mm-hmm. outside and into Napoleon's car. Mm-hmm. And we see Oscar and he's like, looks like he's trying to turn it. Right. He looks like he's turning on a valve of some sort. So then we, we, we catch him mm-hmm. and then he says, you better run. They run. Uh, Napoleon goes to unlock his car and then it goes kaboom. It explodey. So that's another attempt on his life. Suspicious. And Oscar's like right there. So problem solved. Right. Hand, red-handed. Scene of the crime. Meanwhile, um, Olive goes back to Vivian and Lily, and she's trying to get them back into the water with the chlorine tablets. It's not really working. Not really working. It was working on Vivian. Mm-hmm. She's kind of like wants to, and Lily's just like, no. Yeah, she's she's a little more, you know, open-minded to the, the idea. Yeah. Um... So the explosion makes the news, and Emerson gets to go on the news, and everybody's all happy. Yeah. Well, Emerson is. Uh, Chuck can't go because she's technically... She's dead. She's dead, so she can't. hmm And no matter how many excuses she can come up with, she's still dead. She's still dead. And Ned's going for some reason, I guess. Just just kids. Because kids. So then the Olive and Chuck are hanging out, and... Uh, yeah. Well, it's funny, because, like, right before that, she goes to her apartment and, like, sees all the stuff, and, like... Mm-hmm. Olive's going to return it, but she can't with a picture. And they're talking about, like, you know, like, like dealing with stuff and that kind of thing. And then right. Olive gives Chuck back her sweater, mm-hmm. and then she starts crying. She starts crying. It's like, no, no, we're not at that point yet. <laughs> I, love, I love that part. We're not at the point in her friendship where you can cry in front of me. And I'm like, <laughs> I find that very funny. But they're watching the news, and uh, Oscar comes in. And he's like, I just want to talk. Like, I, like, And then he has the point of saying, like, and even something that Chuck said, which was, for a guy, for, about Oscar, for a guy trying to kill somebody, he's really bad at it. Right. I went to, like, I guess Oscar spies? Right. Personally, neither of these guys are, like... They're not great. They're not great. No. But, no. anyway. But one of them, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then also, um, we talk about uh, the smell stuff, and uh, Oscar finds Chuck's smell interesting because she smells like death. But she doesn't even say that. It's it's he's trying to figure it out. Cause like it's he doesn't. Something. Cause he's like you're not wearing perfume. You just smell like death. Mm-hmm. Which like, could he figure it out? I don't. Who knows? The fact that it's like a magic thing. It, that's like hard to for people to like. Oh, I know how because this guy has the power to bring you back to life. Like who would? Who knows? But he does have the power to listen in. To also he could hear. Yeah. Yeah. But would he believe it? I don't know. That is the question. Yep. So then they go to um, this the car scene, which I guess was like, in a lab and no place on the road. Yeah. Um, but apparently they use like, and it's, there's a smell, like a rotting mm-hmm. egg smell. and But he used methane gas, which would have been odorless. So the idea is that like who would use like a, like if you were going to like a general people, like who would think it would smell? Mm-hmm. You would, and you would probably think lower these people. So who did it? The elitist. Napoleon Lene. So he set it so he set up that thing. Yes. Meanwhile, we find out that Emerson and uh Ned figure it out because they have the sock thing. Mm-hmm. So then they figure it out and then they confront Napoleon. Right. And then they go they try to leave, but then they get stuck into his decontamination thing. Which could kill them. Because there's a lot of explosive gas in there. So uh, don't shoot the gun. Don't shoot the gun, it will explode. So it turns out that uh, Napoleon's, like, book sales, like, it wasn't going great, so he tried to set up these, like, murder plots against him, and then, like, technically, 
he didn't purposely kill Anita. It was an accident. He just wanted to to uncover the booby trap. But here's what I'm thinking: like he said it on the cigarette smoke one. Mm-hmm. That's which is the one that Anita point. was gonna go to. Yeah. So like, did he like set it there so that like there would be a body? I'm not. I don't know if he did it on purpose. Like, but either way, the poor girl's dead. She didn't deserve this. Did not deserve this. Did not. So then uh, Napoleon's out to kill Emerson and Ned, but then we find out that uh, Oscar kind of reversed it. Mm -hmm. So then it goes into Napoleon and he gets dirty. Yeah, which is not what he likes. Nope. And then he gets arrested. Yay. And then we cut back to the aunt's house and Vivian starts singing. She it's a whole month. It's a whole month. Again, Ellen Green is a Broadway star. So like you gotta get them to sing. Yeah, yeah. If you got them. Use them. And there's some swimming with you point out some very nice filming. Well, <laughs> that's so funny because the, I mean, they, it's like a whole sequence. It's, it, it is, it is very nice. I did enjoy it. It's very cute. Um, but they, where they like get it back into the water. And as soon as they get into the water, it's like very um, creative filming used. So it's like everything's like blurry or like very like stylized looking in the way that like you can't tell that they're using body doubles, but we know. It's fine though. We know. We're it's not fine. judging. No, it's because, fine. Like you gotta do what you gotta do, but it's just very funny because I'm like this. <laughs> uh, you think we wouldn't tell? Uh, so then we go back to the pie hole, and Ned had decided to put cup pies on the menu. Mm-hmm. Again, it's a good idea. It's a good idea. Like for kids. Yeah. That sounds like fun. And think about it. People will buy many because it's less than a regular pie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so wondering. I'm just like my concern is that like because you put like a syrup in the fruit. Yeah. So, like, when you bite it, it's, like, going to dribble. Like, That's icing doesn't dribble unless you feel, well, eh. Unless you have a feeling. Anyway, who knows? Also, I think, like, the rim, I, I'm not going to complain. I would eat it totally. I would eat it. I would eat it in a heartbeat. I want one right now. But you don't have any pie. I don't. And also, we see Oscar uh, lurking at the pie hole. And he, because apparently some, uh, Chuck's sweater are missing. And he took it because mm-hmm. he wants to find out what her smell is. Right. Which is weird. Which is weird, because he's a weird dude. He, he is a weird he's dude. He's not bad. Well, he's just weird. He's, yeah, I, it's debatable. I think he's just weird, honestly. Mostly just weird. I think that's that. Like, he's clearly a, he's not a murderer. He's not a murderer. No. Which is really the... Like, that's how we categorize the characters in this show. Murder or not murder. Yeah. That's really how... So what you think of this? Um, yeah, I like this episode. I think yeah. I like the last two episodes um, more than this, this yeah. episode. Yeah. Um, but I think it does, I hope they, they were really trying to set up this, uh, Oscar character coming back, because, like, that would be really funny. Um, because, oh, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, I would assume, but I always like when they kind of, like, plant that seed, because that, that's going to be funny. A character who's, like, into weird smells and also can, like, eavesdrop on people, go right, you're setting up for some great potential well, situations well, later on. Um, so I'm scared for what that means based on your reactions. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. I think maybe possibly potentially. Who knows? Okay. I mean, it's not like anything dramatic happens in the last couple episodes. No, no, no. No. You want some trivia? I would love some. Yeah. So I was, I'm, trying to, I'm, just saying, good. I'm trying to put like, my thoughts about this episode. Like, mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think. It's kind of, you know what I realized is funny of like, you, like, might have feelings on an episode, but then you when you watch with somebody else and they have, like, a different reaction, it kind of... Because, mm-hmm. like, I don't mind, like, the the last episodes you watch. Like, I like them quite a bit, but, like, watching you, you're just like, this is great. <laughs> yeah, I was having a good time. Yes, but, like, I like this one. Like, I feel really bad for Anita, because she... Oh, it was just this poor, poor yeah. girl. Maybe sad. Yeah. No. And then Napoleon's... Just... But that's the show. People Na- die. Yeah, Napoleon's just weird. 
Um, the title card is changed in this episode. Um, instead of a finger being pricked, it's just a bunch of daisies. Oh. Um, the pie hole menu is shown here for the first time with the additional new item of the cup pie for five ninety five. Uh, for a slice of pie, any flavor, or for a cup pie. Interesting. Six bucks for a cup pie? That's a little. I'm kind of wondering, though, because, like, they clearly make it homemade. Yeah, it's, like, so, homemade, so. So. Yeah, makes sense. And it might even be a thing of, like, because I always wonder this, like, with the pie, like, do, like, when you order the slice, is it baked fresh for you? Mm-hmm. Or, like, is it maybe, I don't know. I think, like, I think, like, some stuff might be made fresh, but then stuff they just have, like, ready to go. Oh, it's, like, pizza shop. Yeah. Just like pizza shop. Um, the character that Vivian sang is uh, "Morning Has Broken." Mm. Is it? Is it from a musical? It's a morning hymn. Was made famous by Cat Stevens. Ah, interesting. I like Cat Stevens. Good times. Um, Culture references. Lily says, uh, "Now for the love of Kluka, Fran, and Ollie," which is a reference to an old 1940s children television program entitled "Kluka, Fran, and Ollie" that starred Fran Allison as Fran and her two puppet friends. Oh, Luca and Ollie. Ah. Chuck says she's not Quasimodo in the bell tower. She's referring to the character in the Victor, Victor Hugo novel, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Which either has a depressing ending, or if it's Disney. It's a ending. Especially watch Hunchback of Notre Dame 2. Oh, God. Did you see that? Did not see that. He gets a girlfriend. Had no interest. I remember that from the advertisements. There's a belt with diamonds in it, which I don't know how that works. Oh. Yeah, how does that make the clingy, clingy noise? I just remember, like, I tried to watch it because I rewatched Hunchback and Hunchback the movie, which is still, I think, a good movie. That movie, like, it really, like, I, I do really like that. That movie has some great visuals in it. Yeah. Like, oh, so, like, the animation is great in it. Um, and it's really funny because it's, it's just, it's a good movie. And then, but they had to, like, throw in the, um, like, the over-the-top comedy for the kids. I just remember, like, <laughs> you know, watching it when I was, like, 15 and, like, actually realizing what... Yeah. Really wanted to do it the Yo, it's wild because like Hellfire is like, damn, that's like that's a song. That's intense. That's a good song. And then you have like the gargoyles like singing, and then you're like, this is what a weird. Well, they did like a Broadway version. I don't know. If I like... think they did the they did a Broadway. I watched a version of it on YouTube, and it actually kind of works. Yeah, I think, but I think they like, yeah, they it was a little darker than the movie. Yeah, yeah, I it was. Um, but. Yeah, it's funny. I saw, but I think I like the better, not the better version, but like I know like with one of the versions they had a death actor play Quasimodo, oh. which I think kind of worked because like the bell thing was supposed to like damage his hearing. Yeah. And like basically for the songs, like he would just word it, but then like the gargoyles would sing it. Ooh, that I sounds like good. That. I really like That's cool. That's mm-hmm. cool. Um, Apparently as a child, that was one of the movies I watched on repeat. Me too. And, um, so like, uh, that's, how do you turn out normal if you're like... I, hi, oh, I w- I'm four, and I want to watch The Hunchback of Notre Dame over and over again. Oh, I watched it. I hope this doesn't awaken anything in me. Dude, I was Esmeralda one year for Halloween when I was, like, a kid. Respect. Yeah. So, Respect. No, but I watched it too, except I called it Quasimodo because, like, when I was a kid, I wouldn't call it by their titles. I called it by, like, whatever but main by character. The, by the character. Well, yeah. most of those movies anyway had the like, there characters. Was, there was Ariel. There was Belle. Yep. I want to watch Ariel. Yep. There no, was Aladdin. Totally. Yep. Yep. Wait. <laughs> Anyway. Pushing daisies. Pushing daisies. Um, uh, Lene says, when I suggested you gentlemen leave, I didn't mean the penthouse, but this mortal coil. Lene is referencing the soliloquy from William Shakespeare's play Hamlet. Mm-hmm. That's a, that, that is a good happy ending, too, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Did you know I never actually had to read Hamlet in school? I took a whole Shakespeare class. Hamlet was not 
Oh, really? Yeah. I, did, I read it in English, and then I had, for a theater class, I had to learn to be or not to be, which I, they said you're going to remember for a while. I don't remember a lot of it. I had to memorize the um, Life is a Stage element. Oh, yeah, yeah, from As You Like It. Yes, from As You Like It. I used to have that whole thing memorized, and I think if somebody started, I could, like, jump in at points, but I don't. I can't do the whole thing from the top. Yeah, I don't think I remember it. I don't, Yeah. Um, Chuck has a fear that Oscar might be a chud or cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller. Chud. This is a reference to the 1984 film with the same name. Oh. I tried to, I think I looked up some of it. Um, maybe this was a different movie. Maybe, no, maybe it's, I don't know. Anyway, it was, it's just a horror movie. Yeah. Um, Olive almost remembers the stages of, of death at something, something, something acceptance. She's referring to Elizabeth Kubler's Rose, uh, seminal book on death and dying which is first described as the five stages of grief as being, it's actually denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Good times. Fun. Chuck happily instructs her, con- her, her Conrad's too, which in the sewers looking for, oh, this is a yellow thick hose. Reference the Wizard of Oz. Really? I had no idea. Hooray. So that's this episode. That's this episode. Yep, it's about smelling, and then we're going to talk about the other sense. Where you can see dead people. Yeah. Those. Those are fun. Anyway, uh, so we're going to yeah. take a quick break and we're going to talk about season one, episode eight, Bittersweets. Bittersweets. Hooray. Woo. Season one, episode eight, better sweets. Yeah, this felt like a penultimate of the season episode. To like, me, it doesn't until the ending. Which no, like, I no, I felt. I think um, the beginning. I, I guess we'll talk about it as we get to it. But like, I was definitely feeling. Well, for a while, this episode was like, wow, this seems like the end of a season kind of episode, either mid season or end of season, just because if of kind of it, it has like a scale to it that the mm-hmm. other episodes don't. Um, and as like a first season, or like it's a first season finale or a mid season, like it wouldn't surprise me if they, this would be an episode they picked. But I think once it was over, it definitely felt like a penultimate um, episode yeah. to a season. All right, so let's talk about it, shall we? Yes. So the past we're dealing, we are with Ned, and he's at a school, and his uh, lab is uh, science teacher decides so they can pick lab partners, mm-hmm. and uh, everybody else picks their friends, and Ned doesn't have any friends, so he's stuck with um, Eugene Moltendani. Was an exchange student from India. India. But they end up as uh, apparently Eugene's really good at like making planes. Mm-hmm. So he makes really cool like planes and they make a flower. Yeah. It's cute. And then one kid's trying to like turn it so then Ned throws a book at him, like you do. Excellent. And it seems like he has a friend. Yay. And it's like awesome and they're having fun and they're gonna like fl- like play around in the dead leaves. Yay. Oh wait. Oh, but he can't. He can't touch the dead leaves. Or else they come back. Yeah, so then he's, so then Ned forgets, and he starts rolling around the dead leaves, and then they come back to life. Mm-hmm. And then Eugene freaks out, because, yeah. 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 So then Ned gets sad, and he makes them all dead again, and then I think he probably gets beat up by the bullies. Yeah, that's but, what it looks like. But we do learn that Eugene eventually forgets it, and just, like, is like, oh, look, weird leaves. It shocks it up to, like, a weird, weird occurrence. So there's that. Um, and then Ned is just sitting out at, for like waiting for Chuck for breakfast, mm-hmm. and uh, this is clear that they're fifteen year olds. 
Ah, uh, they're such they're this this whole this whole sh- season. They it's like it's funny. They're always in that honeymoon phase, and it feels like I think I, I said it before. I feel like I'm watching like a bunch of high schoolers. Yeah, well, so like I don't think it's gonna get ruined by the end of the episode, honey. No, no, no. So, um, because Ned's like, am I your boyfriend? Am I am I a boyfriend? Do you wanna? Do you want to be my girlfriend? But I feel like from, like, what I, we've seen, I don't know how. I mean, we know, like, Ned had a girlfriend, but, like, we don't know. We don't know that whole history. We don't know the whole history. We don't know how long it was. But it feels like they're, like, they're semi, like, socially, emotionally stunted. But she says yes, and it's like, hooray. And then she also, Chuck also mentions that uh, it's her. it would it would have been her father's birthday, and he would have been 60. And then Ned's just like. Ned has to, and then it comes to the realization that, oh, yeah, that's not the thing. We have not dealt with that yet, and that's definitely still a thing that I did that one time. We'll get to it. Mm-hmm. Also, Olive overhears this and gets sad, and it's just, like, spinning in a chair. Yeah, that's relatable. And uh, Ned comes over to her and uh, basically says, like, hey, where are all the customers? Mm-hmm. Like, it's a bit, it's a slow, but it feels like they're never that busy. Right. Like, it feels always like it's fairly slow, and, like, it feels like it's also the morning. Right. That's what I'm wondering. Who would want to buy it? Maybe a cup of coffee. I would. I would probably eat pie in the morning. I mean, sure. If I if I had unlimited money and did not feel guilty about eating sweets all the time. I mean, I still really don't, but even less so. But who is there? But Alfredo. That guy. Remember that guy. He's nice. Yeah, that's too funny. I was wondering when he was going to come back. I was hoping he would come back. He's nice. I was assuming he was going to come back. Yeah. Well, he is now. Yeah. Um, Emerson comes in and they have an easy case, and it actually it's a it is actually. It's very easy because as soon as the, it's solved, it's like, what's going to happen this episode? <laughs> but uh, Ned's also concerned about, like, not telling Chuck about the fact that, like, he inadvertently killed her dad. Mm-hmm. And Ned was like, well, she's not asking you, so you're not lying. You're just not telling. Right, right. You're just not freely giving that information. Eh. But uh, so we are dealing with the death, the murder of Tony Denapioli. Denapioli? Yeah, something like that. The, very, very Italian. Very Italian. Uh so he got strangled to death, and uh, the police arrested uh, his girlfriend, Tina Argin- Argino? Argino, Argino, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. They're very, like, Bronx Italian, if we say. Yeah. Bronx Italian? I don't know. Or, that's like, the... or like, well, yeah. yeah, they're, like, that know. East Coast Italian. Listen, I'm just saying, like, more. I'm trying not to be offensive, because, like, you know, that would be Little Italy. Oh, wait. Then one with, like, Emma Roberts. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that Where, like, they speak, like, they're from, it sounds like New York Italian, but they're in Toronto. <laughs> I don't think that's so, like, let's that's not be offensive. Funny. Okay, it's fine. So they wake up Tony, because uh, Tina's the one who hired Emerson. So they wake up Tony, and he says that, like, no, his buddy, um, Burley Bruce Carter. Burley Bruce Carter. Burley Bruce Carter um, was the one who strangled him. That was a little, that was a little Boston. Sorry. Oh, yeah, Carter. Carter. How, how would you say it then in? I don't know. I gotta get back. Carter, 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 Carter. Probably. Let's let's not. <laughs> let's not. We're not Italian. We're not. Hey, yeah. Hey, speak for yourself. Oh, well, you are Italian. Aren't you? I'm one fourth. <laughs> oh no, my sister did a DNA thing. She found out that she were that she's zero point seven percent. I'm somehow only ended up two percent, even though I had my grandmother was like full blooded Italian. I just thought it was Italian for the longest time. I could probably pass for Italian. You could probably pass for Italian. I could. I could pass for. 
I might be one of those like back- I definitely could not pass as Italian. I'm the one. You know what I wonder? Like you know, like back in like Hollywood days when like they would cast the white people as like being several ethnicities because they just kind of looked a little bit ethnic. I'm kind of wondering if I'd do that <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> not now because it's hi everybody. I- My name is culturally ambiguous. <laughs> I'm just wondering, I'm like thinking like, hmm, because people think like sometimes like I'm Spanish or I'm Italian or like something. Mm-hmm. Pushing daisies. Anyway. Pushing but uh, with Tony's death, they see like the strangles are like a bit like from like a feminine. Like a feminine, like tiny hands with, with, with uh, nails. So then Tony says that Bruce used his girlfriend's arms. Mm-hmm. So then you're like, what? And it turns out his girlfriend's a doll. Yeah, just a full size lady doll. Not like a sex doll. Not. Well, who knows? Could potentially be a sex doll. Mostly, mostly a doll for other purposes. Yes, we'll but get a life size. Yep. So they go to Bruce and they try to get the truth out of him, mainly with Ned and Chuck, not Emerson, because they keep like blocking him off. And uh, he gets upset. Like he loves, he loves uh, the doll's name is Sheila. I'm like, he loves her. He does. He actually, he really loves her. And it's kind of sweet, isn't it? Right. It, in a way. Besides the fact that he killed somebody. I just love he's like, no, it wasn't. Because, like, he kind of still thinks that, like, Sheila did it. Yeah. So he's like, no, to take me, it was my fault. And we're just like, yeah, it was. Yeah. So then we cut to Olive talking to uh, Alfredo because he's, like, making her espresso. And um, he's been saying, like, he's got to go on the road soon and, like, kind of wants to be like, hey. Yeah, like, he's, like, trying to hint at something and she's not quite picking up what he's putting down. Yep. And uh, base, and he says, like, a bit, and she says, like, can I ask you something? If you love me, but we can never touch, mm-hmm. like, when you just move on. And then, like, he, and he clearly loves her. Yeah, he's clearly, like, so into her. And then he goes on this very long poetic thing. And it's really nice. Oh, it's very sweet. And then she's just, like. She doesn't. No. Just... Um, and uh, I forgot to mention, um, in, before they go to the, to figure out who killed Tony, uh, Mike White comes in. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That guy from School of Rock. Haha, <laughs> that guy. You knew that guy. I knew who that guy was. Yeah, well, he was also in a season of The Amazing Race, and I was pretty big into The Amazing Race back in the day. Didn't he do um, something with Napoleon Dynamite? Or is that just me not thinking about I'm it? I'm not sure. I'm probably, I might be but wrong. I don't know. Also, he he looks kind of like Linguini from Ratatouille. That's true. Although, wasn't Linguini ginger? Yeah. Okay. But I, he, so he comes into the pie hole and it's like, hey, there's a new candy shop that's opening. It's really great. And he's just like, I'm just some guy. <laughs> I'm just some guy. But uh, meanwhile, um, so I'll get upset and goes to decide to go to this candy shop called Bittersweets. Mm-hmm. And we see some guy again. Yeah. His name is um, Billy Balsam and he's the co-owner. Mm-hmm. So they just, and this is like a nice candy shop. Like kind of the ones that you see at the beach, although maybe like nicer. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. And then, uh, but then the rest of the gang comes over with a pie as like a welcome to the neighborhood. Right. And then we meet his sister, uh, Dilly Balsam, who is Molly Shannon. Yeah. No? I know who she is. Okay, good. Yeah. No, because I just forgot, I definitely forgot her name when I saw them. I'm like, oh, it's her. It's her. Ah, I'm blanking. I'm blanking. But no, I know. She's on S- SNL and like other stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely not a stranger to television. Yes. So they're basically like they they're kind of like having a competition thing, which like I'll say this like thinking about it, I don't get the competition because like they're two different. I know they both sell sweets, right? But they're two different. Like a candy store, you go in and then you buy and then you leave, mm-hmm. and a piles like the piles like you sit there and like hang out. Yeah. 
So, like, they're two different places. Like, you can literally go to the candy store, buy your candy, and then go to the pile and get a slice of pie. And also, like, you're not going to eat your candy. Maybe not right away. You're going to save it. So, I don't know why the competition. Probably because she's crazy. It's a dog-eat-dog world in the world of small business. But, like, to me, it doesn't make sense. No? I could not tell you. Okay, good. I'm just, I don't know if, I don't know if I'm on the same page. It just feels like they're two different things. Um, but also Dilly's crazy. Oh, yeah. She's like, mm, mm, And she has like a stutter. Yeah. To yeah. like, because again, she wants to the competition because uh, they technically take the customers away. Because mm-hmm. like the, some customers like smell the pie and they're like, let's go there. And then everybody goes. Yeah. And hopefully they bought some candy and then went to the pie hole. Also, nobody's at the pie hole. Nobody's at the pie hole. So they have competition, and it turns out that the stutter was fake, and there was a competition going on. Yeah. So hooray, we're just going to deal with this and no death. The game is afoot. The game is afoot. Hopefully nobody dies, and it's just about pie competitions. Yeah. Well, it starts off with uh, the sign reads, Pie Ho. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. They they rigged the sign. That's hilarious. Good times. And then also uh, a guy named Andrew Brown comes up, and he's a health inspector, so this ain't good. This ain't good, especially knowing what we know. Yeah, so uh, apparently they said that Ned doesn't have hair restraints mm-hmm. and that he has a dog. She just lets the, the dog room free. I feel like there must be some, like, small, like, family-owned restaurants where, like, they have, like, an animal. Yeah, probably. You're just still not supposed to do You're still supposed to do that. I guess, like, with small town like, places, I'm kind of more forgiving. I mean, like, I think I've been to, like, stores where there's, like, cats hanging around. I've definitely been to stores with cats. So I think it's okay. Maybe not have him eating. A bone? Yeah, no. Nah. Probably shouldn't have them in the place where, like, the food actually, like, is being made. But I kind of wonder, like, if they have any, like, like regulars. Because I never said that they have regulars in the pie hole. Mm-hmm. And, like, who just no dig me and, like. Right. So, yeah, Doug. But then there's another room that the guy, the health inspector wants to see. And Ned's like, no. Because when they do end up opening it, it's a bunch of rotting fruit. It's all rotted fruit. Because, remember, that's how the pies taste good. So then they get condemned. Yep. So they they upset. And then Dilly comes by and is basically saying, like, because, like, Ned, like, doesn't want to take revenge or, like, get back at them because he feels like it's not going to solve anything, which he's right. Yeah. But Dilly's still like, nope, so I'm going to go after you and that kind of thing because she doesn't have any fear. She went on a boat once and got attacked by a bunch of birds. That was a thing. See, it just feels like the birds are evil. <laughs> So like, I love yeah, I love, love the the very obvious Hitchcock reference. Yeah, that's. Are have great. you seen the birds? I don't think I have. I, that was the first one I ever saw, which is weird for me. Yeah, but you've told me that story before. It was right after you had your wisdom teeth taken out. <laughs> See, I pay attention sometimes. What? Sometimes? Huh? <laughs> I just remember like the part that's like kind of scary is like when you see like the seagull that's like and you go into its eye. Oh yeah, yeah. That's kind of terrible. Remind me of like if we're going back to Citizen Kane when like the parrot. Like, popped up as a... Oh, oh. That was terrifying. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So then we have that, and then that's how we find out about... Uh, but after she got attacked by the birds, um, these people saved her, and they gave her taffy, and that's when she opened up her candy shop. Mm-hmm. You've made a taffy? I'll eat, I'll eat it if it's there. I'm not a taffy person. Yeah. I actually, we had some, and then I eat it. Like salt water taffy? Mm-hmm. No, I don't do that. Yeah. We get it from the... Um, my aunt sends, sends it up from the beach. Okay. She lives near the beach. I know it's like one place near this like beach that we go to a lot that has like a nice like taffy place, but I just don't. I don't mm-hmm. do taffy. Mm-hmm. Not my thing. Maybe like Laffy Taffies. Laffy Taffy, the banana ones are my favorite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're so such a heathen. Uh, anyway, but uh, because Ned won't take revenge, 
uh, Olive and Chuck are like, let's do this. So mm-hmm. they're going to go in there and sabotage the place. First of all, we got to talk about the heels. Oh, yeah. If you're going to sneak in somewhere and you're like, yes, we should be sneaky and we're all black so people can't tell who we are. Maybe don't wear heels. Don't huh? wear one because you might have to make a quick getaway. You got to run. So sneakers. Remember, sneakers. And also, too, like heels make noise. I mean, they make sne- noise. They make, they're clacky clacky. Yeah. Like, but um, apparently there's no alarm system and Olive felt like a horse helmet and just kind of. Yeah, she bought her, she bought her jockey helmet and just, just ran the place. And then they released rats, which apparently they got from Rats R Us. Yeah, oh yeah, totally. Rats R Us. And then, but then one of the rats falls into like the big pile of t- melted taffy. Yeah. And dies. Yeah. And then I wonder what else is in there. Oh wait, it's a dead body. There's, there might be a body. So, something's afoot. Something is strange. Um, and then Ned's kind of like, Ned's having a time in this episode. He's having a real time. This, this, this whole season, he's, this is his whole life. He's really having a time. Well, like in this episode, he's like stressed out about like the fact that like Chuck's dad is brought up because that always just like yeah. doesn't help. His business is in trouble and, and people are trying to sabotage it and uh, people are trying to tell him to take revenge and he's like, no. So he's like clean freak, like freaking out. Like what's the term? Like uh, stress cleaning. Yeah. And then Chuck comes back in and, uh, is like like has adrenaline and Ned's just like clearly upset with this and then she's like tells him what happened and then she's just like all right I'm gonna go clean it up and like he's clearly upset yeah but then he goes in and uh decides to get all the rats Mm -hmm. which is gross and then he tries he sees the one in the taffy and is like trying to grab it with like the fake king and then goes in for real and I'm like well then you're gonna (laughs) and yeah yeah he tries to he grabs it for real and then he uh but then he touches something all he hears is and it's a body because he brought something back. And then zombie thing, and it's Billy. So he did. Billy, yeah. And he can't really talk because there's all this taffy in his gullet. Mm-hmm. And then Ned touched him dead and tries to, like, help, and then the police come. The police show up, because somebody did break in, and I guess at some point somebody's like, oh, we should probably call the police. And then Daly comes in, and he's like, you killed my brother! And we're like, no, Ned! This is, yeah, he was caught red, red hands. Taffy-handed. Taffy-handed. So then he Excellent. goes to jail. Yeah, yeah, he goes to jail because he kind of can't just be like just just dragging around a dead body and then just get away with that. Nope. So they're trying to figure. So then, Officer Emerson and Chuck are like, "Let's try to figure out this." And then everybody feels like they feel bad because like Ned just like trying to be a good dude, mm-hmm. and like all this crap happened. And uh, also, Olive comes visit at one point and picks a gun in a pie. Oh my God, that was hysterical! Like she, like say what you want, but she, she's like ride or die. Yeah. She, she she shows up with a gun baked into the pie. Yep. Oh, so good. And then we go to the morgue, and Emerson has to do some real detective work. He actually has to, like, solve a real murder now. And then the coroner comes in, and they do an autopsy. Hooray. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. Yeah. And, uh... You discover things. So. Yeah, and Emerson's trying to call and, like, figure out some stuff. But he doesn't really help. And then Chuck comes back. She ended up watching the autopsy. Mm-hmm. And then they realize that there was a finger in Billy's digestive system which gross yeah because yeah, because not just that he bit somebody's finger off but that he swallowed it i'm just wondering like how do you bite off a finger with your teeth because like bone you can do that but bone you know that's possible bone yeah don't, i mean don't try it but like yeah. no i'm not gonna try it but i, I guess like but it, this is bone too bone on bone that's action. true it's and now it's just the battle of the and bones. i guess like if you're thinking of like the way that the death happened if you're like fighting somebody mm-hmm. and you have like adrenaline maybe yeah oh yeah so basically, they're looking for somebody with nine fingers who apparently didn't go to the hospital mm-hmm. because they got his finger bitten off. Right. They got their finger bitten off. 
And uh, so they're like, okay, we got to go into the sweet shop and, like, you know. Yeah, investigate. So then they bring an olive to distract Dilly, who's wearing mittens. Sus. To, like, distract her while they go in. So then they go in and they kind of figure out, like, the fighting thing because he was found face up. Mm-hmm. So the idea that, like, he was, like, attacked from, like, he was probably attacked from behind or in front, whatever. Right. And that the table moved. And then Chuck realizes that, like, it's marble. Mm-hmm. So then she puts a flower, like, the thing with marbles that, like, you need to clean it properly or else it's going to get grease. Yeah. So then she pours the flower on it, blows it, and there's fingerprints. Yep. And nine fingerprints. Nine fingerprints. So we have our murder. Hooray. So then we take that with, I guess, like, a bit of, fr- it looked like for roll up. <laughs> it was like, a, it was like some kind of, like, a taffy, like a pulled taffy. Yep. And then while Olive is distracting uh, Dilly, uh, Dilly kind of sees uh, Emerson trying to get out through the uh, rim on the tire mm-hmm. and then puts Olive in the trunk and takes a gun and she's still wearing her mitten and, so like, and then holds him at gunpoint, uh, em- uh, Emerson and Chuck at gunpoint. And then she takes off her gloves and she has 10 fingers. Yeah, so it's not her. I wonder why would she kill her brother? I don't know. She's because she's crazy. I guess it feels like she's like, you can tell from here that like she is crazy, but like she does actually love her brother. Right. She's, and she's like distraught by this. Yeah. So then they're like, hey, you're not a killer. Let us go find the real killer for you. Mm-hmm. So then they take it to the coroner and they find out that the killer was the health inspector, Andrew Brown. Yes. Because it's a whole, because it's a whole thing. Well, Billy and Dilly paid him off, mm-hmm. and then he was going to blackmail them. Yes. So then Billy and him got into a fight in which uh, Billy bit off his finger, and then you see the whole thing with, like, the plant and then the back into the taffy. Mm-hmm. So, yes. So we did it, and now we don't know where he is. He's on the lamb. But Ned's out of jail. Yay. And that's all that matters. Well, I did kind of find it funny, because I forgot about the spig where he is in jail. He eat, meets up with uh, Burley again. Yeah. And they talk about how he met you. <laughs> Right, because in order to, because the, the guy is like, wait, you know, you're the one who put me here. But then he's like, ah, oh, tell me about your girlfriend. And then he tells him the whole story. And they story. met through a carpool thing. They met through, they met through a personal ad. So apparently, like, I don't know, is this true like, certain lanes? Like, if you have carpool, you can go through? Yep. Okay, I never really had to deal with that. Yeah, um, yeah, not, I don't think there's any around here. I know that was the thing when we lived right outside of D.C. Okay. Mm-hmm. But he bought a, so he made a carpool doll magazine. Or, like, a, a, a carpool doll. Yeah. To have. And then he, I guess, fell in love with and it. And then he fell in love with her. Okay. It's sweet. Yep. And it's a thing of, like, and he's kind of thinking, like, well, what, maybe you should, like, move on. Like, maybe you should move on from her. He's like, no, I'm going to be with her forever. And we're like, good for you. Uh, it's like, it's so funny because the, it, the way it's set up, like, the very, it's uh, it's just a really funny way that they tell the story. And it's, it's, it's cute in a weird, 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 bad way. But anyway, so Ned's out of jail. Hooray. Yay. And everybody's all happy. Even Emerson, who's like, it was... Yeah. Emer- Emerson is all sweet. He tries to tell Ned how much he means to him, but no. in a very Emerson way. Yep. And then um, we kind of... Olive and Ned bake, have a pie, and it's with a candle on it, and it's cutesy. It's cute. Um, Olive has a vision of Alfreda coming back, and, like, they're together. But, like, she kind of blew that. She realizes that she missed her opportunity. Mm-hmm. She realizes that... She had it, and then she lost it, and it was her own fault. Yep. Uh, we find out what happened to Andrew, and it turns out he dead, because Dilly's a murderer. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, yeah. So she dead. killed Yep. Her, and it was her. Yep. And um, we cut to uh, Chuck and Ned talking about phantom limbs, and uh, that's about it. 
And that that's fun. Oh, and uh, Ned great. also Ned uh, admits that he killed Chuck's father. Whoa, that was a thing. That was a thing. That was a thing. Yeah, it's it's cute because I think it's just he just so overcome with emotion that he's like, I'm stupid. Time to tell the truth. Um, do you think like would you be okay if he kept that secret forever or do you think like that's something he needed to tell i personally i think that was probably something he should have just gotten out probably should get clear clear the air well now it's out now it's out now we have to deal with the consequences of we that. do i was like one of that stuff of like the consequence you have to deal with of like something that you did when you were a child mm-hmm. when like you don't really know any better right and like you so but like it's kind of like that weird thing of like you like dealing with the consequences like no i don't know it's interesting it is interesting. Uh, so what do you think of this? I like this episode because there's a lot going on. And because, yeah, because it felt like in the way that it, it was, because um, it wasn't just like, oh, we're going to solve a murder. It was like the direct implication of the, you know, the main characters. So that was fun. Um, I like I like the pie drama. The pie drama is fun. Pie drama. Um, and just the fact that Ned ended up in jail, you're like, oh, snap. Like we're just gonna I guess we're just gonna do this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I enjoyed this episode and the setup is so interesting because I really want to see the next episode. <laughs> do you like that they revealed this big secret now? Yes. You know me. You know, I know my opinions on secrets and shows. Oh no, I know that. That's great what... for tension, but when they're revealed, oh, I get excited. I know. So I was wondering, like, for me, like, it kind of like depends on like when the secrets are revealed. Mm-hmm. Like for me, like a season finale. It's a good time. It's a good time. Because, like, you're building up the tension, but, like, sometimes, like, if you do it, like, in episode three, it's, like... Right. Like, you need a good time. Right. Yeah. So, no, this was done at a, at a right place. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really like this episode, too. I kind of like the kind, like, the twist of, like, I guess, like, Dilly also being a murderer. Right. So, wait, wait. Okay. Was the intention that she wanted to get, like, uh, revenge, to avenge her brother, was the intention that, like, even... This part was part of her plan the whole time. Um, I'm not. Uh, they say like crime of passion, so I think it was to avenge her brother. Okay. Like it doesn't. I mean, like kind of after like the whole thing, she kind of like has like a more like sympathetic persona on. Not right. I don't know if it's a persona, but like she's not very like. She doesn't come off as very mean. She comes off as like okay. kind of upset. So it kind of feels like her and her brother like really did care about each other. Yeah. And like the fact that he's gone. Yeah. So, like, to me, it kind of comes up as, like, a, like a yeah. revenge thing. Okay. Well, also, she's big on revenge. Cause that was, yeah, that was my first impression. But then I was like, oh, wait, maybe this is more nefarious, even more nefarious than the whole thing was originally. But, um, okay. So. Yeah, that's not So, and then that, and also candy. Candy. Okay. I want candy now. You can't eat home. It's not, but my home is so far away. It's not as far as it used to be. That's true, but it's still so far. Okay. Uh, want some trivia? Oh, yeah. Okay, so the popcorn print hanging on the wall um, in Ned's bedroom is called Successive Nouns Nows, by the artist Rodney White. Okay. Um, Olive says the pie hole in context of the famous phrase, shut your pie hole. And it says that people want to open their pie holes, which is uh, kind of a callback to the funded funeral. Mm-hmm. Uh, culture references, Fort Hitchcock reference, went with the birds. Um, Chuck calls Ned the Lord of the Pies. Yeah, nice. It's like Lord of the Flies. Hey, yo. Um, when Emerson sees Chuck run for Ned when he returns from prison, he says, dead girl walking, which is playing the phrase dead man walking, spoken on death row in prisons when the prisoner is being taken to execution. Good times. Fun. Um, when Emerson and Chuck visit Ned in jail, Emerson calls Chuck Nancy Shrew. Yeah. Play on Nancy Drew. Uh, the magazine 
ad that Burley Bruce reads for Sheila is called My Doll is, the co- is My Co-Pilot, which is a reference to the book God is My Co-Pilot by Robert Lee Scott. Nice. Is God your co-pilot, Kaylin? Um, more like a disappointed boss who watches me from afar. Okay. Uh, so what ex- are you wondering what's going to happen with the season finale? I wonder what's going to happen with the season finale. I am, I am kind of excited. Well, to we're going to watch the season finale, season one, episode nine, Corpsicle. Woo! That sounds like obvious stuff. I don't know. Yeah. That sounds like fun. Anyway. But uh, so that's the end of this episode. Yay! So, Back at do we want to do a comment? I don't know if we have any more comments. We don't have any comments to read, which means you have to leave yours. Please and thank you. Thanks very much. So, if you liked us... And you are watching on YouTube. Hello. Hi. Uh, you can like it, this video, comment, subscribe, that stuff. If you leave a comment, we will read it at some point in the show. Like, we record in bulk, so it might not be the next episode. It might be a few down the line. Who knows? Yeah. Um, we are on Facebook at facebook.com slash close, so you can like us and leave comments there. Focus up. We're on Twitter at close. Um, so please retweet us. Tweets. Um, I, Send them. I'm forgetting to say this in the episodes, but Patreon, give oh, yeah. us money. Give it, please. Please give us money. I know it's down here, but still, like, we want to keep doing this. We want to give you new stuff. So Patreon for com- for money. Mm-hmm. Please and thank you. Um, we have an email, woodyclothes at gmail.com, which we read on occasion. Yeah, we do. So read, so there's that. Uh, we are also on iTunes, so you can rate, uh, Leave a review and follow. Sure. Also, we're on Spotify. Yeah, we're on Spotify. You can so follow us there. Us. Yes, of audio only. In your ears. Don't be able to see our weird gestures, but like you know, that's fine. It's fine. It's you get our personalities. Yep. And uh, so that's it. Woo! And we'll come back with the season finale of season one of Pushing Daisies. I'm in. Then that means we'll be like already halfway through the show. We're basically halfway through the show. Dang, that did not take any time at all. Nope. So, crazy. For this episode of First Reaction, Fan Reaction, I'm Dar Whitman. Peace.